Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Sport podcast. I'm Max Miller, Senior Reporter for Broadcast Sport, and this week's episode is a session from the 2023 Broadcast Sport Content Summit, which took place at Doc 10 on the 23rd of March. Bubble Agency's Louise Wells spoke to Lab Bible Group's Connor Suckling, Atlas Film Samuel Davies, and Cut Media's Scott Marshall about how to make a YouTube hit. first tell us a bit about yourself my name is sam davis um i run a creative production studio based in cornwall called atlas films and my background is primarily being a self-shooting director for uh going and living with athletes primarily and then making sort of branded content that's been funded by their sponsors and we'll move on to scott for you to introduce yourself yeah i'm scott i'm chief creative of well my official title is chief creative officer at cut media but if anyone actually receives an email from me, it just says head in the clouds because that's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> pretty much where I live most of the time. Sport is 100% our thing at Cut Media. You know, it's it goes right into the roots of where we where we started. You know, our, our heritage in sports content is in cycling. So myself and Stu, who's the the founder of Cut, um, that's where we both come from. He was an ex-professional kind of mountain bike uh, athlete, and when his career came to an end, he kind of picked up a camera and thought. Oh, there's maybe something I can do here. And it was really born from a frustration of how our cycling sport at that particular time was being shown and demonstrated. We didn't have a, especially in the mountain bike world, it didn't have a big mainstream kind of output. YouTube and those platforms were the kind of place to go. Um, and at that time, the sport was all about, or its image was all about that extreme kind of nature, loud, shouty kind of going, like, this is... This is not this is not the sport we know. It's not the stories we know. So when we got together, it was all about how do we demonstrate how we see sport, how we see the cycling kind of community. And the long story short is, you know, kind of coming together with, um, you know, one of our main collaborators, Danny McCaskill, and started kind of growing a whole bunch of kind of content and work kind of through Danny and that cycling world stemmed into a bigger kind of kind of sports world and. Where we're at now is really about delivering content that is less about volume and more about the impact of it, you know. And how can we deliver something that is wow, is special, you know, um, delivers that emotion, um, and that's what we try to bring to to sports. And obviously, YouTube for us has been a massive, massive platform for us kind of going forward. Thank you. We'll explore some of the projects in a bit, but let's firstly introduce Connor. Hi guys, yeah, I'm Connor Sucklin. Um, I'm a senior creative producer at Lad Bible Group. Um, I work across what we call the Originals team, and within that, I cover sport. Uh, so the Originals team at Lad Bible basically do what they say on the tin to an extent. Uh, we create all the original content for Lad Bible Group across uh, three pillars, really: documentary, celebrity, and sport, of course. Um, what that means generally is, I think there's a lot of people in the room that probably know Lad Bible and Uni Lad and various brands of. UGC content, the type of things of, you know, people falling over, uh, dogs on ice, that kind of thing. Um, my team um, works to do everything but that. So filmed content, uh, original formats and IPs. And um, from a Sport Bible context, um, which is in what I work, it's exactly that, coming up with formats, uh, sponsorship opportunities and uh, a bit of brand forwardance as well, really. Thank you. So there's, there's so much to explore with this uh, subject, really, but I think... You know, I want to start with um, talking about some specific um, examples where 
you've been able to reach a large audience through, through your content. So um, I don't know if you want to, someone wants to go first, or Sam, if that wants to be you. Sure. So working with the kind of clients that I've, I've historically worked with, work with global brands to agencies to just directly with the athletes themselves. And uh, there's so many different examples here of how you could answer this question based on my experience. But if we were to just dissect a couple of examples, one would be like the, um, the model of creating content focused around an individual's personality. So like I might go and live with someone like Jamie Murray, for example, tennis player. Um, and getting that more intimate connection with him, I can start to sort of dissect what the human story is elements are here compared to maybe the sponsors that are associated with that individual. And that can then lead into so much scalability as to what we're going to create to tell that. And what I specialize in really is trying to, I guess it differs from some strategies that maybe content producers have, is that I will try and create very cinematic, emotive sensory films mm. that have a, a impact on the individual watching it, maybe across four or five episodes. But rather, it's more the quality of the content rather than the quantity. And the reason for that is that um, what we're trying to achieve here is that the... Uh, this is kind of... I'm going to touch on two things. One, tennis is an example of this. Triathlon is another one of my clients. Uh, most of my yeah. work is with elite triathletes. And they're both um, participation sports. So I think the searchability when you search for... Um, when you look at what the highest ranking searches are online, is somebody would search triathlon training, tennis training. It's about personal development right. within these fields rather than they would always outrank the searches that would happen for mm. the pro athletes in those sports themselves. And so that in itself then lends it to, well, the content needs to be more about what am I learning from this yeah. and what's the journey that I'm going on. So in, in kind of long-winded, coming back to the point, um, case studies that show... Um, how I'd interact is that the higher the quality the content is and then bringing in the brands, bringing in the athletes, bringing in the human story, though that sum of all parts um, mm. equates to our... Sorry, I'm like slipping over my words here. But um, fundamentally what we're trying to do is bring in the viewership but the cinematic quality that trying to create within those sort of pieces of content is it actually helps the brand build better partner relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the actual content, so to speak, of how many viewers are attracted to that piece. It's more about overall what's the sum of all parts. What's, what is this piece doing with all the other pieces that we're doing around that athlete that then make that brand be able to go to a sponsor and scale up mm -hmm. the offerings that they have? So it's not always necessarily about... It relates to ROI, but it's not just number of get get the hits, get the hits. It's kind yeah, of it's sort of like the that the money doesn't come from in the world that I work in anyway. The content doesn't make the money. It, it the content adds scalability to the brand, mm -hmm. and it builds that relationship with the athlete. Mm. Would you guys agree with that? Is that something you're seeing, Connor at Lad Bible? Uh, or is it more about more about the hits and the clicks? Um, no, I wouldn't say that necessarily um, at all. Ultimately, everybody's in in the space to make money but yeah. I think it's it's the way in which like was alluding to, uh, Sam was alluding to it's the way in which you do that um, so our strategy when I came on board there wasn't a sport audience right. um, on Lad Bible TV which is our YouTube channel um, it, was, it was mainly celebrity junkets I'm sure some people in this room would have seen Snack Wars for example which is a brand that we've certainly built a lot of um, in terms of viewership um, for us it was about 
how can we see firstly see if there is an appetite for sports on our channel and build on the brand success of Sport Viable which uh, historically wasn't YouTube focused it was everywhere else Um, and how we can take the subscribership we had at the time which I think was about uh, 1.5 million and and turn them into a sport audience as well so um, so you know there was pros and cons to that obviously we had a subscribership there um, but at the same time they were there for human stories and to see celebrities eat food. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, um, so what we did wasn't revolutionary. We, we decided to create a few formats based around um, the conversations you'd all have in the pub, which I think has become a bit of a cliche when creating content, particularly around sport. But um, we were able to do that with a couple of shows, um, one being Agree to Disagree, which is by far our most successful mm-hmm. format um, from a sports perspective, and then later on the eleven. Um, as well so and just alluding back to what Sam was saying we, we understood that really the, the revenue for sports content on our channel wasn't going to come through clicks and views necessarily but it was making sponsorable formats that we could get brands involved in um, and it, that's come full circle as well because now we're at a stage where the strategy is really can we take everything we do from a sports perspective every shoot every piece of content that we make and add a brand to it so one it pays for itself mm. two it um attract more of an audience because we have agreements in place where if we're working with say a betting brand they sponsor one of our content a uh, piece of content we will give them clips to show on their channels as well so we're we're building more of an audience reaching as many people as we can and uh and yeah and and changing the um or, or increasing the amount of revenue streams that we have through sport thanks what about you scott what are you seeing yeah well i mean it's it's interesting because we were talking beforehand and with YouTube and obviously the other pla- other channels, there's no one single you know silver arrow that's going to give you that's it. There's not yeah. one playbook that's going to get you there, and it's interesting going to hear you guys talk because my perspective is different because we come in as the creator, mm. so we don't have a channel to kind of manage. We don't look at the revenue side of things. It's about that. Okay, well, you want to activate your audience, you want to grab them, you want to get your brand on there. It's we want to use you- YouTube to do that. For us, we're always looking at the, I guess, the three kind of main pillars you've got in there. First one being the audience. The audience is everything in this kind of mix here. And it's how well do you actually know the audience that you're trying to hit with your YouTube content? Do you know where they're watching, why they're watching, what's going on there? How can you inform yourself as much as possible about that audience you're trying to hit, whether you are a investor in sport in some capacity, whether you are the sports brand themselves, how well do you actually know what's going on there with that audience? Because you really want to know and understand that to inform the next step. Then you go onto YouTube, the platform itself, and go, okay, what's going on here? Like, how is it working right now? What are they up to? What's going on? We've heard a couple of times today the algorithm word yeah. coming up here. <laughs> yeah, you would. And there's definitely, from our perspective, we get a lot of, like, Oh, my content didn't work because it was the algorithm. And it's algorithm that always pushed is this mm. negative headache. And actually, all it needs is a little love. <laughs> and, what, and what is that? Because the, the, moving on to our next question is really about, you know, how, how do you reach a larger audience? Is, is there a bit of a tick box to follow? Or is it, is it down to the A word? Or again, is it come back to creating great content that tells a nice story? Well, I mean, I, for us, there's always great content at the heart of it, you know listen to a little conversations about the idea and I think there's still at the heart of it your content has to be good mm. <laughs> and high quality like well made well if, uh, no 
Like in terms of the making, like in terms of the actual physical making part, pointing a camera at someone, mm. like me personally, I don't care if it's an iPhone or if it's like the latest super high speed camera. I, I kind of, it's the substance of the content that's in there that's the important part. Um, and I think that's where, to come back to that idea of like, how do you get that big audience? A, when anyone comes to me and says, I just want to speak to everybody. I'm like, great, well, you're going to speak to nobody. <laughs> if you try to hit that big dartboard of everyone, you're not going to hit it. You're not, you're mm -hmm. not going to get it. For us, it's, the focus is first and foremost about that core audience of the sport that you're trying to speak to. So if you're in running, you're in swimming, you're in cycling, wherever it might be, the route to success is through that audience. So how can we authentically speak and talk to that audience but not alienate the wider mm -hmm. audience? So we discovered a lot with our kind of content as we were developing, especially through the, again, the work with, with Danny is that, how do you find that relatable aspect to that content? Again, there's a lot of high profile, high, you know, big action kind of stuff there. And for you and I sitting there, we going, I don't know how to even engage with that. Mm. Like that's so otherworldly. How do you even perform to that kind of level? So we're like, actually, how do you bring it to a point where you can create emotion, create engagement, yeah. bring it to a level where anyone can be invested in that sport and bring the audience into it so we really focus on like treating the core audience with what they're looking for and if that's successful that's where you start to get that ripple that kind of rollout as well any kind of like other magic tricks to creating good quality content yeah i mean a lot of what scott just said is, is absolutely right um first and foremost it needs to be good it needs to be entertaining um whatever way you look to do that like these guys, for example, do a lot more action sports. Mm. Lad Bible, at the moment, it's very much sports entertainment. Yeah. Uh, we also don't have things like rights agreements, which yeah. makes what we do that little bit uh, more challenging. If we're talking about football, you want to see football a lot of the time. We aren't at Sky Sports, we aren't a BT, we don't, we don't have those broadcast rights. So we have to be a bit creative in what we do in terms of handling that. So for us, it's conversation around that. Um, likewise, if we're honest, talent is king a lot of the time. Okay. Um, so if we if we have time with good talent, mm. um, as long as the format's right and uh, we direct and produce that in the right way, it's most likely going to perform. Um, for example, to give you a, a most recent example, um, we ha had uh, Patrice Ever in the week that okay. Manchester United lost 7-0 to yeah. Liverpool. We were under strict <laughs> instructions. We couldn't talk do about it. Oh, really? Do you want to talk about that here? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be a, a, a crowd full of City fans anyway, I think. So, um, so yeah, so we, we had that. So we did snack wars with Patrice. And when we went to um, activate that, we included as much of that content around Manchester United uh, losing 7-0 to, to Liverpool to, to get extra That's when you released it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, th I think the other thing for us in, in that respect is we get a lot of talent with in, in that aspect. So um, you can have time with Patrice Everett, but he does want to talk about football. Right. So the the bonus of that is um, we often get to, to show the different personalities that these athletes have. Mm. You know, they come to us, they might be doing a big junket day around a book release or a podcast launch, and they're getting asked a lot of the same questions yeah. from different outlets know about football about uh you know being an athlete about their playing days whereas we feed them orangina and iron <laughs> well. i was just about to say random stuff yeah, yeah um and then that taps into you know as much as this is a, a panel about youtube um at lad bible we 
we want to be across every platform as much as possible. So it's about shooting that content in a way that you know is going to activate in a certain way on Twitter. And now, for us, like Twitter is very much editorial, so we want to get lines about football with Patrice Everett. Again, to use that as an example, he mentioned that he was offered the chance to play for Tottenham and didn't take it. So that's the line we lead with on Twitter. Instagram will be slightly different. TikTok will be slightly different. Mm. YouTube Shorts will be slightly different. So it's a way of... Mm activating that across as many channels as possible that have different audiences whilst also pushing to the hero content on YouTube. Um, for our flagship format at the moment, Greece disagree. Um, it's something that we trialled very early on with um, fans or, or punters, people that you might recognise from fan channels like um, Arsenal Fan TV, for example. Um, and it, it built over time a viewership and uh, a community, really, that meant that every time we put one out, we knew there would be a certain level of uh, engagement and views, um, which makes it attractive to brands, um, especially at the moment with certain rules and legislations that are coming into certain industries um, that they now want to move into being more media-focused around football. Um, and as you can see with that episode there, um, we had Bud Budweiser involved, which allowed us access to Connor Cody, Raheem Sterling and Kyle Walker. Coming back to the idea that talent is king, it had the recipe to make a really, really good video, and um, it did very, very well. Brilliant. Um, just before we move quickly to the Q&A, I just want to ask about YouTube Shorts. And I know you just mentioned that earlier, Connor. You've seen that as a, a side format to YouTube. Do many people know what it is, what it's for, using it? I think, again, it comes back to we, wherever there's a new uh, platform or a, uh, an emerging platform, we want to be at the forefront of that. Um, with YouTube Shorts, um, at the moment, I think it's still learning phases mm -hmm. and, and we're taking learnings from it. Um, and, and we're doing that in partnership with YouTube, taking their advice, which at the moment is to try and get at least a short out every day okay. to build that audience. Um, it comes back to algorithm, unfortunately. <laughs> there is, I think if, if you use YouTube shorts, I think a lot of you might find that you're being served the same content within, within certain um, uh, topics more often than not. I still think it's got a bit of a way to get there compared to Twitter and Instagram Reels, for example. But in terms of the strategy, nothing's really changed for us. Everything's still... We, we look at the best, what we see is the best part of our content to activate on YouTube Shorts and um, everything pushes to, towards the, the hero video. Um, subscribership's slightly up, but I think the next six months to a year will, and, and when monetization becomes um, more of a, of a, a thing with YouTube Shorts, um, we might see a bit of a change in strategy. Because mm. Sam, you mentioned to me on a call yesterday that it was you're, you're being asked to prep the videos for that format, but it's not necessarily something that the people that you're working with are thinking of a, as a bit of a standalone. It's, mm. um, they're, they're still trying to find, uh, find a use for it. Is that right? Yeah, I, was, I, I guess if, if the brief is to create the hero piece of content that's going to streamline into like the main purpose mm, of the video, then there's kind of touching on something that was mentioned earlier about like condensing kind of like the feature film model into short form mm. content, having acts that make sense. If, the, if every single beat of your narrative has... Uh, a purpose for the brand, then that creates loads of digestible yeah. bite-sized pieces, and that's what we re-then purpose into these sort of like uh, six, sort of nine, sixteen uh, reels, I guess, or YouTube shorts, etc. And that's yeah. just a funnel to try and get people back to back the hero to the main content. Yeah. All right, we've got a few quick questions, so we'll try and get through some of them. Um, what challenges do you face creating content for YouTube? That's quite a big question. <laughs> I'm looking at Scott. Yeah, no, I'm like, got some inspiration. Where do you even start with a question? <laughs> Challenges. I mean, it, it comes back to the fact that YouTube and that... It's just, it's just vast. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just a space where 
you know, you look at the comparisons of the content the three of us are creating here, it's, it's so different. And, and, you know, that's just, yeah. it's such a vast space where, so, that, you know, the first challenge is, well, how do you get yourself known? How do you, how do you get your piece of kind of content through there? Um, you know, and for me, that, it starts from thumbnails and titles. It's like, how do people actually see and engage in your content? Mm. And I think we've, again, watched a lot being a kind of creator there when you have to hand over that bit of content and hope that the strategy and the brand are kind of like, well, are you guys, are you definitely looking at the titles and thumbnails of this? Because it's all going to have a, <laughs> you know, metric on the success of this thing here. And I think like it all begins at that level with content. It's like, is it catching me? Is it is it engaging? Is it there? And I think it's like, how do you just try to get your story yeah. out there kind of quick and, and, and amongst the noise as well? Cool. This one's for you, Connor. Who came up with the idea of agree to disagree? And are you constantly trialing new formats? Uh, Maybe someone wants to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> very good question. Um, so agree to disagree was um, brought up by uh, my executive producer at the time. Um, would have been a couple of years ago now. Um, they trialled it as, a, as a, they effectively piloted a series of three episodes um, with some good pickup. It, I should actually say it was it was a an entertainment format before. So the very very first um, iteration of Agree to Disagree saw things like Marvel fan versus DC fan <laughs> in a comic book sense. Um, we wanted we realised that debate, especially in, if you look on Twitter, as I'm sure a lot of you do, <laughs> debate around football is everywhere. So we thought, how can we take those debate lines, turn it into an IP that we can own, and um, and it be entertaining as well? Um, and yeah, we we are we you know part of our strategy this year, in fact, is to pilot new series. Um, and ultimately, we, we as much as we're successful in Lad Bible TV as a YouTube channel, we get to a point where Sport Bible YouTube is is something we'd like to to look at as a channel itself um, and we need to do that in the right way mm. it might be through acquisition it might be through um, launching and uh, going organically they, these are all things we're looking at but effectively we are going to need as many um, videos going out per week as, as possible and with that becomes format so we we have development producers we speak to we're looking at other models that we could potentially go down sponsorship obviously is very successful with us but could we look to bring in third parties as well to make content for us that sits on the Sport Bible YouTube channel. Um, but ultimately, yeah, this, this year you'll, you should see um, at least two or three new formats um, going out on Sport Bible. Okay. I'm going to finish with one last question. There are, there are more we've not answered, but I'm sure you guys are going to hang around at the end and if anyone wants to grab you and ask you more. So um, I've seen other panels do this. So someone's asked, what's your favourite bit of content you've created and why is it not your most viewed? Which is quite an interesting question. Oh, wow. so maybe if we start start with you, Sam, and go along. Um, I think the favourite piece is that Christian piece that I just showed a piece from. Christian Blumenfeld, it's interesting, triathlete. Um, the, the content, I don't think, has got the views it deserves, but it is now getting them, okay. which has been based off of his performance. So when we made that film, he was a relative newbie to the sport. Um, but living with him for a period of time and the Norwegian team were just fascinating. <laughs> I think I just had a personal connection to that because I'm attracted to triathlon because I am a triathlete. And so sort of sitting with an individual mm. who, was, who was kind of the same age as me, training in his field, had a lot of goals that he wanted to set. And then what's happened in Christian's career is last year he won the Olympic gold. Right. Last year he won like everything in triathlon that was considered an impossible feat. And he, <coughs> he did everything that we intended that film to be, which was... Uh, to document this relative upcoming guy in his quite egoic attitude that he was <laughs> going to be the best, <laughs> and he did end up being the best, and now it's getting the content it, it sort of the views it deserves. But 
at the time we made it, it just kind of didn't go anywhere. And it was yeah. sort of like, I was so proud of what we <coughs> made and how well we managed to bring his character truthfully across. And then I guess now it has been. There you go. So, the hit. Yeah. You made a hit. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, you, Scott? Oh, I'm just sitting here racking my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Done too many. Yeah, well, I mean, I know which one. In terms of my favourite, it was there's, there's a couple of clips in that kind of show there where we basically had a finger bike, and it was for like the launch of a, of a new bike for Santa Cruz, and it's like a three minute film, but it's by far one of the most, <coughs> most favourite bits of content we've we've kind of created. Brilliant. And finally, you, Connor. It's a really tough question, and I think it all comes down to personal preference, really. <laughs> um, so I'd say that my favourite piece of content, purely because 13-year-old Connor, 10-year-old Connor, would have been screaming inside as we managed to get WWE superstar Triple H over and to record um, a podcast with us. And so <coughs> had a go at Snack Wars, performed very, very well. Um, the content was okay, if I'm honest. But like I say, I was, I was meeting one of my childhood <laughs> heroes. Um, similarly, we, 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 um, we shot an episode of Agree to Disagree around the World Cup with, um, with EA and it was Peter Crouch and Joe Cole speaking about the World Cup in general and England and again it comes back to personal preference I think um, I was very much of their era when we were growing up watching Joe Cole Peter Crouch obviously I'm a big Spurs fan he played for Spurs and the because of who they are and their um, uh, come to how comfortable they are in front of camera we were getting some great stuff some great stories from their time with the England camp uh, that compared to, say, the current England squad, you maybe not mm. get as much of that because, obviously, they're, they're very well protected. So. Yeah. Well, that's it for my tiggly cough takes over. Thank you all so much. We'll give you a round of applause. Thanks for listening to the Broadcast Sport Podcast. You can find more of our content at broadcastnow.co.uk slash broadcast-sport. Meanwhile, make sure to subscribe and we'll see you for the next one. Thank you.